Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. Um, I'm not Chad, but I'm going to try to make a few announcements this morning. Chad's out sick, so uh, just bear with me. Uh, first thing uh, I have is to tell you about Miss B's uh, services tomorrow. They'll be receiving friends here at Crestview from 11:30 to 12:30, and then there'll be a private service at the cemetery at 12:30. So if you want to uh, come and honor Miss B, just come by between 11:30 and 12:30 in the morning. And a reminder that. Uh, the Baptist Men's Breakfast is February the 5th, and we can use help, and we can also use customers. So if you want a good breakfast, be sure and come out and eat or come and help us uh, serve or clean up. This week, we'll have WMU on Thursday. We're going to meet here at the church at 5.30, and we'll go to Celeste's house in Gaffney for our um, first-of-the-year meeting. Uh, also, there's an opportunity to serve at Samaritan's Purse to pack shoeboxes for unreached areas. If you would like to go and uh, serve and pack shoeboxes and get them ready to send to these children that might not ever hear the message about Christ, then just give me a call or message me and let me know if we have enough, we'll get a group together. And... Uh, Another thing is, I don't know how many of you have filled out your page on the church directory, but this is a valuable tool, and if you fill it out and uh, leave it, Artie will get your ma uh, information put into the computer and send you a password so you can access, and it's real valuable to have our phone numbers, our birth dates, without the year, I might say, and some other things. <laughs> Uh, so be sure and fill that out and leave it here for uh, computer input. And immediately following the uh, sermon this morning and the message, we'll have a business meeting. Uh, if you're not a member and would like to leave, you can do so before we start the meeting, but you're welcome to stay. And um, now I'm going to turn it over to Jim. Good morning. Uh, Y'all may notice a few missing faces this morning. Joy mentioned how Chad's not with us. He tested positive for COVID on Saturday, so he's not here. And another big omission is this Santa Claus looking fellow that's usually standing here, our pastor Artie, and I talked to him last night. He had been sick and went to the doctor this morning and has been diagnosed again with COVID for his second time. So he'll be out for the next four or five days. I think uh, David and, Na and Nancy are out with COVID too. And there's probably a few other ones. I can't remember all the names, but but we're here in God's house and we're gonna worship anyway. So so let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for, for loving us, for saving us, for being here with us. I would ask that Lord, you fill our hearts you fill our, your, this whole building with your presence and help us to focus completely upon you. Keep away the, the thoughts of the worldly things in our life. Keep away the deceiver who tries to mislead us and help us just to be in a worshipful spirit full of your spirit and, and worshiping you and lifting your name in praise. We have many members and even our pastor right now, Lord, that are suffering from illness and we ask that you'd be with each case to get them through it, to 
let them know you're still there with them. You're still on the throne. And no matter how crazy this world seems to get, you're still in charge. Be with us now as we worship. Be with us as we sing. Be with our speaker this morning as he brings us the message. And thank you, by the way, for sending him on such a short notice, Lord. We know that you're in that. But be with us now, Lord, as we praise. For it's in the holy name of Christ we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing our call to worship, hymn number 576. Take the name of Jesus with you, and we'll sing the first, second, and the fourth verses, 576. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it anywhere you go. Precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name. Oh, how sweet hope of earth and joy of heaven. Take the name of Jesus with as a shield from every snare. When temptations round you gather, breathe that holy name in prayer. Precious name, oh, how sweet. Of earth and joy of heaven, precious name. Oh, how sweet, how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven. At the name of Jesus, falling, prostrate and at his feet. King of kings in heaven will crown him. Journey is complete. Precious name, precious name, oh how sweet, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of So you guys can just join us this morning.
humbly to the earth you came, born into this world to save. God with us, Emmanuel, now we adore your name. Your name is a song in my Oh, my God. 
my pleasure this morning to introduce our guest speaker is uh, Stephen Hogg with the Hands-On Mission. He's director of Hands-On Missions, and they've spoken here before, I believe, sometime in the past. We're thankful that already could contact him, and he was willing to, to step up and serve us this morning. So if you would welcome our, our speaker, Mr. Stephen Hogg. Okay, I think I hit the right button to get my time mic going this morning. If not, I'll just use that big old Baptist voice that I, the Lord blessed me with, right? I uh, often tell people I don't need to be uh, need much amplification because I believe when you're excited about the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, you'll convey it. You'll convey it. And you, and some of you are sweet about how you do it. It takes the, the hellfire brimstone individuals in the world as well as you sweet, petite little ladies that go and you, you, you maybe demonstrate that through making prayer blankets or things like that. But uh, I want to thank you this morning for providing and Pastor Artie providing the opportunity for me to come and share and break God's word with you this morning. And uh, this morning we're going to be in Acts chapter 9, and uh, we'll get to that in just a moment, but I wanted to take a moment and just reintroduce myself and my wife as uh, it has been a little bit of time, I believe it was kind of somewhere in the very beginning of COVID that we had the opportunity to come and visit. Um, I often tell uh, individuals where we are members here locally that we're kind of the worst members because sometimes we're never there. Um, But uh, the Lord has opened up opportunities. And I tell you what, since coming to Shelby three years ago, really Pastor already has uh, made uh, just... And, and Pastor Chad, they have worked with Hands on Missions. And I'm, I'm very touched that they invited a, an individual. I'm, I'm originally from the Chesapeake Bay, so I'm really a flatlander. I think it's the way you describe it. Um, the mountains are beautiful. I enjoy those kind of things. enjoy uh, spending time with my wife. Uh, in the mountains, but uh, I grew up on Chesapeake Bay. Um, for a lot of you, um, you probably, there's some bass anglers in here, and you could probably teach me a lot about freshwater fishing, but there, uh, for me, it's just nothing like the taste of a saltwater fish. Uh, so, um, But that tells you a little bit about myself. Uh, We have been here almost three years now. And uh, so it's been exciting to see how God has used uh, hands-on missions to continue involving people in the missions worldwide. Well, on this day, I just wanted to honor your pastor. I spoke with him yesterday evening briefly about what the church has been, uh, the series that he's been preaching. And uh, 
If I'd known he was going to put all the scripture in the bulletin and all that, it would have made my sermon prep a lot easier, wouldn't it? But uh, no, I'm very grateful this morning and looking forward to what the Lord laid, uh, what we can learn from the Lord out of the book of Acts. So before we go much further, I want you to understand, I believe that the church does have a good understanding. When we talk about the call of God, we all understand the general call. A verse that is used uh, rather often and is also a, a verse in which hands on missions was built upon, but that's Matthew 28. We all understand that we are to go and make disciples of all nations. The Lord gave that, what is better known as the Great Commission, when He arose after uh, spending uh, a few days here on the earth, after His resurrection, and He ascended into the heaven to be rightly seated there at the throne of God. He gave this charge to those which were present, primarily the apostles. And he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe when it comes to the call of God, we, we do understand that. Even Acts chapter 1, when the Holy Spirit came and It was sent upon the individuals. We understand the importance of going not only to our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, but also to the other ends of the earth. There are times, though, I believe if we're all honest, in the sanctuary this morning, we struggle with understanding what God is encouraging us to do. Maybe we are struggling and we're praying about something. Or maybe you've heard people simply say, well, I'm trying to understand the will of God in my life. It's all part of the growing aspect of a child of God and the work of the Holy Spirit transforming As Paul wrote to Titus, that we are transformed and God is regenerating our minds. And we see examples throughout God's word of people who God called. And we see evidence of what they did as a result of that calling. You're like me, I have individuals found throughout God's word that I'm fascinated how God used that individual to champion the message of his love. And often when we talk about the call of God, it is important that we have that we perform certain things so that we understand what the call of God is. Yeah, we know we are all called to go and make disciples. But does God's calling look different for different individuals? 
when I think about Moses. God's calling, even as he shares in the book of Colossians, he simply says that all your days, salvation was created before even the foundation of the world. God has had a calling in place, not only for you and I, but for the church as a whole to go and make disciples. So if you're like me, you have individuals that when you read the account of their lives, you think, wow, that is amazing that God used that individual. I think about King David. He was a young man. There's teenagers probably within the sound of my voice this morning that David was younger than you when God called him. And so, it is my prayer this morning that we can continue to focus on the subject in which Pastor Marty has, uh, Artie has been sharing for some time to the church. You have to forgive me, I just came back from a mission trip to Brazil with Pastor Marty. Marty and Artie can get confused, Right? Uh, both great guys. But this morning, it is my prayer that I can continue to encourage you here at Crestview to fulfill the calling that God has, not only for you as an individual, but for a church as the whole. And we all understand the dynamics of performing ministry in the latter days. Who knew when I came to Shelby some three years ago that I would begin to meet pastors and all of a sudden it was like a rug was pulled out from underneath my feet and this whole COVID thing started. And it continues and it continues. So many have been affected by it. But I believe this morning As I share with you the message the Lord laid on my heart, I'm going to focus on three words. And all three words begin with the letter I. Because I believe if I am to understand the call of God, there are certain things that I must do in order to fully understand. So those three words that we're going to dive into this morning are the words intentional, instruction, and ineffective. And we'll dive into that a little bit. Now we're going to be in Acts chapter 9 this morning and I know that many of you are familiar that this is the count where the Lord works in the life of Saul. He is placing his hand upon Saul because God has great and mighty plans for him. Now why it's significant in Acts chapter 9 
the account of the conversion of Saul, we're going to look at a total different individual. One who answered the call of God, and his name was Ananias. And this morning, we're going to concentrate beginning on verse number 10 of Acts chapter 9. If you are able, I invite you to stand as we read God's Word. And so Scripture tells us, beginning in verse number 10... It says, now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, get up and go to the street called Straight. And inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. And in verse 13, but Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he did to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer in behalf of my name. Verse 17 says, So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like fish scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight and he got up and was baptized and he took food and was strengthened. He goes on to say, Now for several days he was with the disciples who were in Damascus and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, this morning, thank you. Thank you for your word. It is my prayer this morning as we look into your calling upon our lives, we'll see an example how Ananias was obedient to the call of God. And so, Father, help us. Help us to understand what you would share with us from this passage of Scripture. Father, it is my prayer that we'll open the ears of our heart and that when we leave this place this morning, that we will be prepared to perform the call of God in each of our lives. Thank you now for loving us. Lord, thank you most of all for Calvary. And it's in Christ's name I pray. 
Amen and amen. And you may be seated. Thank you. I believe that if we're going to fully understand what the call of God is, first we must be intentional about that call. Now, I want to ask each of you this. Before you came into the sanctuary this morning or even arrived here on campus at Crestview, what preparations did you make in order to be receptive to what God was going to share this morning? What I'm asking you is, were you intentional about focusing Focusing and inviting the presence, calling upon the Spirit of God in order that you may understand something a little clearer this day. I believe that we have to be intentional with the call that God has given us. We all know this, that if we were to educate ourselves and pursue a degree within the room, we have to be intentional about reading. We have to be intentional about studying in order to acquire that degree. If you are a parent, you have to be intentional or intentional about raising a child so that when he's old, he will not depart from it. We have to be intentional in many aspects of life. Whether you just hold a secular job in this room, you have to be intentional about meeting the requirements to fulfill your boss's expectations. And I believe as Christians that we could go a lot further about being intentional. At times we miss opportunities in which we can convey the message of our Lord Jesus Christ because we weren't intentional before we left. Are you intentional this morning about prayer? Are you intentional about prayer this morning? I believe that there have been so many prayer requests that have been sent up on behalf of COVID-19 that people have become more intentional. I don't believe there's an individual in this room that has not felt the effects of what our world is going through right now. Pastor Artie and I were actually had a little discussion this week when I met with him separately And we were talking about how all this points to the latter days. And how God is trying to stir up the church to be more intentional about taking the message of the gospel. It's more important now because life is more fragile than it's ever been. And so it's my encouragement this morning that you are intentional. And I believe that our passage of Scripture 
shows the intentions of Ananias. If you go back and you look into verse number 10, it talks about there was a certain disciple named Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision. And what was Ananias' response? Here I am, Lord. Here I am. You know, I think about passages in the Bible like Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. When you seek the kingdom of God, I think about our Lord Jesus Christ simply when the disciples said, Lord, how, how can we pray? He said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This morning, we need to be intentional about seeking God. Because our faith is being challenged more today than it ever has been challenged. In our world, we see that humanism, the philosophy associated with humanism, has consumed the mind. And I can, I can almost agree, maybe with some of you who have this impression, I'm just so tired of this COVID thing. It's going to be around. You become conditioned. And society wants to paint a picture like, it's going to be okay, we're going to take care of you. But this morning, the one who gave his life for you and conquered death and sin and rose again from the grave, he is the one who can truly take care of. He said, and if I go, I will prepare a place so that you may be with me one day. So I believe we have to be intentional about prayer. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. I believe it's important that we make prayer intentional, especially in these last days. What about God's Word? Is this morning the only time that you've taken the opportunity to open up God's Word, maybe listen to Pastor Hardy a few times during the week? Are you intentional about making God's Word a daily aspect of your life? Boy, in the busyness of life these days, it's easy to move away from being intentional and try to fall into kind of the busyness of life itself. The next thing you know, a whole day is shot. I went to my office on Friday And I had two intentions. And it took me eight hours to get the first one done. 
And I thought, my goodness, what am I going to do? I was hoping to accomplish the other. But if we're intentional about making God's word an aspect of our daily living and walk of faith, Paul shared with Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it's important that we study. And I spoke a little earlier that we are to seek the kingdom of God. How are we to better understand what the kingdom of God is unless we reveal what God or what unless we read what God has revealed in his word? You know, long before Siri or Alexa or GPS uh, navigation systems came apparent, there was a GPS provided to humanity. How would we have known that there was even a God unless he revealed himself? I often use the acronym of the Bible, B-I-B-L-E. You probably remember growing up, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. But I often use the B-I-B-L-E acronym to say basic instruction before leaving earth. See, this is not our home, church. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. And if we're going to be intentional, we need to understand as believers, we are the temple of God. We are the temple of God this morning. In 1 Chronicles 22, verse 19, it is written, Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise therefore and build the sanctuary of the Lord God. And speaking to the Corinthian church, the apostle Paul shared this. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You as a believer, as a child of God, you are the sanctuary in which God lives in. Now in 2008, I had... I tell people that I'm living a miracle every day. In 2008, I experienced a major heart surgery. And I won't get in all the details, but I stand here before you today testifying that God works miracles even today. And I remember talking to the heart surgeon. I said, when you get in there, you make it right, because that's where my Lord and Savior exists, is in my heart. You, you are the sanctuary. Ananias said, I am here, Lord. There's no doubt that Ananias was intentional and ready to perform the calling 
which God was prepared to accomplish in our text. And speaking of the Apostle Paul, then known as Saul, he was always an intentional person. He carried out his orders. Before Christ, he was intentional about persecuting the church. After Christ, or after salvation, he was a devout man of God. You and I can be devout men and women of God. You and I can be devout children of God. If we are intentional. Crestview Baptists must be an intentional people of God. If we are able, if we are intentional, then we have an internal impact on our community. It starts right here. It starts with you and I being intentional this morning. The call of God will always include instructions. Our second word today, instruction. In verses 11 and 16, God was very detailed to Ananias about the instructions he had for him. God told Ananias first to arise and go. Arise and go. When I think of that statement, it required something of Ananias. It required of him to be not only intentional and not only instructional or teachable, but he had to get up and go. If Matthew 28 says, Go ye therefore and make disciples, the key word is you got to go. You can't depend on Pastor Artie or Pastor Chad to do everything for you. We are the church of the living God. And we all possess the message which our world needs to hear. And so Ananias, first he had to rise and go. And for us, we always have to rise and go if we're to fully understand the call of God. To rise and go in this day and time is going to challenge your faith. I often told my wife Pam, you know, Abraham in the Old Testament, God told him to pack up his tent and go. Didn't even tell him where he was going. Said Abraham got his ducks in a row and loaded up the mules and the donkeys and whatever else he needed. Packed up his family and he went. And I told my wife before we came to Shelby, you know, God asked Abraham to go and didn't tell him where he was going. Aren't you glad God told us to come to Shelby? That way we can tell everybody she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. (laughs) But... Each of us need to rise and go. When I understood the calling in my life and what God had purposed for me to come as the director of hands-on missions, 
I had to rise and go. I had to rise and go. Second in the instructions found in our verses to Ananias here in 11 through 16, God tells Ananias, gives him instructions through a vision. And then he gives that same vision to the individual Saul. You see, Saul knew there was a man named Ananias that was going to come. And God is never going to place you in a position if we heed his instructions and even when we don't fully heed his instructions, God is always there. He is always there. I think about the role of the Holy Spirit. He is called the comforter. I believe the Greek word is parasolite. He is our comforter. Amongst the things that he does as far as ministering to us, he exhorts us, he comforts us. And Jesus even told the apostles, it is for your benefit that I go because I'm going to send another, the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit has not changed. The same Spirit who was there at the moment of creation said that the Spirit hovered over the earth when it was dark and void. The same Holy Spirit who inspired men of God has found in 2 Peter. As he moved upon men as they wrote the revealed word of God. And it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Are we teachable? Are we instructable this morning? Can God mold me and make me master today? Have thine own way, Lord. Not only do we need to be intentional on this day, but we need to be instructional. We need to follow God's instructions. God will never ask you and I to perform something that he cannot fulfill through our lives. Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, Crafted unto good works. You are God's and he is making you into the individual that he desires for you to become. And not only are we to be intentional, instructional, but we need to understand the call of God is never ineffective. Uh, you know, the call of God is never insufficient. As I think of other words that begin with I. It is based upon the sufficiency of God. Not based upon our sufficiency. Because we are human and we fail. 
But the call of God is never ineffective. Let's just visit real quick here, verses 17 through 20. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately they fell from him, scales-like, it says. Something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately, Scripture says, he preached Christ in the synagogues. Immediately. God is equipping each each of us today in order to fulfill his purpose. God always prepares the way. That's why Jesus would simply say this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except to me. See, our obedience and God's power transforms us, and not only us, but those we encounter. Those we encounter. I see this on mission trips all the time. I see individuals who go on a short-term mission trip, and they come back, and they and what they thought maybe before they went, they were going to offer this and, and be this, and they often come back and they should say, Steve, I'm so humble. I learned so much. God transformed me. God transformed me. When we understand part of the call of God includes the Great Commission. But it says in our text this morning that immediately Saul preached Christ. Immediately. (laughs) Can you imagine? What immediate results sometimes God uses when we listen to the call of him. There will be challenges of faith. There may be persecution along the way, but God's promises will never fail. I think of John 16 and 33. Our Lord Jesus spoke, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In a world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This morning, I want to encourage you. How can we take this account of Scripture, the life of Ananias, and it impact our lives and move us to fulfill what the call of God is for each of us? I want to ask you these three questions. How intentional will your faith be in 2022? Will you be intentional 
about your faith. Secondly, would you describe yourself as teachable to God's instructions today? Can you be taught? Are you seeking the kingdom of God first and foremost? And lastly, how do you measure effectiveness? Do you measure it on human terms? Or do you you simply measure it on God's terms? When we depend upon ourselves... We find a lot of insufficiencies. But God is not insufficient. His ways are ways in order for you and I to see the marvelous work that God has in store for each of us before going to our eternal home. This morning I just want you to close your eyes and bow your heads a few moments. You know, there may be an individual in this room. You may say, Pastor Stephen, I, I don't understand all this being intentional and being in, yeah, listening to God's instruction and, and uh, you know, all this insufficiency, ineffective or effectiveness. But I do understand this this morning. I understand that God is speaking to me, that I need to do something. It may be that you're motivated to be more intentional this year. But it also may include that God is revealing to you an even greater need. And that is to become a child of God. If you want to go ahead and begin playing, ladies, in the background. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there there no salvation, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no name other than the Lord Jesus Christ that offers today not only Forgiveness, but restoration. It's my prayer today that if you have not chosen Christ to be your Savior, your Redeemer, Romans 5, 8 says, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That God commended His love toward us. And today... Maybe there's someone in the room that just needs to come to the altar. Just be honest with God. God, I would never understand your call because I've never simply responded to the call of salvation. But it says today is the day of salvation. Will you stand? I'm going to invite Brother Jim and I will be up here. If you need a pastor or a church leader to pray with you, we'll be happy to do so. Would you sing with us hymn number 307, Just As I Am.
Stephen, appreciate that. Uh, just a reminder, we will have a short business meeting directly after the service. I'm going to call on Brother Larry Hammond to come up and give us a benediction. And if any uh, visitors would like to leave after a benediction, that's 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 fine. Father God, our Creator, we come to you again today humbly, asking forgiveness for our shortcomings and our sins. Father, we pray that in our time of, of troubles and hardships, some that are self-inflicted, we pray, Father, that we'll have the humbleness to come and lay our burdens at your feet. Father, let us take time. We pray, Father, that you will put on our hearts to call those, our neighbors, our loved ones, our friends, our acquaintances, and check on them. Let them know God that his people are here for him, and you're there for them. We ask that in Jesus Christ, our great physician, the healer of all. Amen.